Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Oh, hi, you guys. Hi, hello. How are you? You okay? You good, right? Yeah, I knew it. I'm Christina Hutchinson, and this is The Voices in Our Hands. That's pretty much how I sing it in the intro. And that's how I just sing it now. So thank you so much. Wow, it's the first day of 2020 that you're listening to this. If you're listening to it on the day it comes out. I am not in 2020 at this moment in time. However, I'm 24 hours away recording this. Very last minute, as per usual. And you know what? I'm having a glass of whiskey, and I'll tell you why very shortly. But let's get to let's get to some shows really quick that I have going on that I'm really fucking excited about. Um, Thursday, January 16th. If you're in New York City at eight o'clock, Justin Silver and I are co-hosting. We're not banging. It's going to be a show and an after party that is going to be at the stand upstairs with a DJ. Tito's is sponsoring it. And all of the, pro, no, 10, not all, 10% of the proceeds, oopsies. It's not my decision, it's the somebody else's decision. But 10% of the proceeds for the after party are going to um, Funny for Fido, which is Justin's um, nonprofit organization that, I don't know exactly how it helps dogs, but it does help dogs. Justin's a great person. I know that money's going to where it counts. I just don't know what exactly he's doing for the dogs, but it's gonna it's gonna be great. Maybe it's going to a shelter. I don't know. You have to ask him or, or Google it. Maybe I should have done that, but I didn't. So the after party's happening and the show's happening. If you just want to go to the after party, all right, fuck you. You can for ten bucks. So that's cool. Saturday, January twenty fifth, also in New York City. Wendy Starling and I co-host Glamour Plus at Zinc Bar, eighty two West Third Street. Not to be confused with 82 East 3rd Street, which is a laundromat. I don't know. I guess that. And then if you're in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, February 6th to the 8th, Helium Comedy Club, baby. I'm headlining it. It's going to be sick. I'm going to have a sick poster. Philly is my favorite town other than New York. Don't kill me. Don't throw a hoagie at me. Don't throw a hoagie at me. Don't throw a cheesesteak at me. Don't throw an Eagles helmet at me. But it's just my second favorite next to New York City. And also, everybody who came out to see me open for David Tell, yo, thanks. A lot of you guys came out, and I really appreciate you. That was a big deal for me, man. David Tell, oh, that motherfucker is one of the most clever joke writers in in the world. In the world. And it was really fun. It's so funny because, so we did one show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday. Dave does a weekend at Caroline's Comedy Club uh, once a year during this exact time in between Christmas and New Year's. And uh, and the first three shows were fucking, oh, I just wanted to jerk off on them. They were so good. They were so good. But then the Saturday night shows, uh, I wasn't that, the audience was weird, but you never want to blame it on the crowd because that's like lazy or whatever. But man, I thought I was in the goddamn Twilight Zone. Sometimes when I'm on stage, and and I and the audience is like they're looking at me like wait why are we here like what wait what what are you saying no hablo like that's what the that's what it feels like when people are just kind of staring at me and not laughing for even like one little second not even a little glimmer of a smile and I was like well that's a little rude you you paid to be here at least pretend you're having fun Jesus Christ the Saturday shows were so weird and of course those were the ones all my friends came to <laughs> I was like God damn it but then the Sunday show 
that was like my best set ever. It was so fun. Oh, David Tell is an amazing comedian. And if you go to davidtell.com, he has all these tour dates coming up in all these cities around the country. I highly recommend that you go see him because he is just fucking prolific in the best way. Also, something I wanted to plug is uh, Luminary. Corinne and I host, Corinne and Fisher is my comedy partner, and we co-host a podcast called Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. Maybe that's why you're here, maybe it's not. Either way, glad glad to have you. Um, our podcast has moved to a an app called Luminary, and you have to pay to listen to it. And regardless of whatever the fuck your feelings are about that, I've already dealt with that. But I feel like doing this podcast is, or Guys We Fucked, is a lot more fun for us now that we've switched over because it doesn't feel like every person I know is listening and they're going to text me like, were you talking about me? Was that about me? And a lot of people have commented like, man, ever since you moved to Luminary, I feel like you guys are having much more fun. And I'm like, so glad you said that because that's kind of exactly what's happening. Uh, Luminary is running a holiday promo and they extended it to January 12th. And I just wanted to throw this out there. If you live in the United States, the United Kingdom, Canada or Australia, you have access to the Luminary app. I wish everybody had access to it, but you know what? They don't, and I'm not in charge of that. But if you do and you haven't signed up yet, you can go to luminary.link slash GWF for guys we fucked. And uh, normally it's $8.99 a month is how much you pay to listen to guys we fucked plus about 35-ish um, other podcasts. Podcasts by Russell Brand, Roxanne Gay, Lena Dunham, Trevor Noah, Hannibal Burris, like some of the fucking most prolific talkers have exclusive podcasts on Luminary and it's, and it's an honor to be among them. But they're running this promo through July, or July, I've been drinking, I've been drinking. January 12th and then you, it's $3.99 for the, first, uh, for the first year, $3.99 a month for the first year versus $8.99 and you have until January 12th to sign up. Again, luminary.link slash G. W-F. And then also, on top of that, your first month is free. So suck my dick, Charlie. <laughs> if your name is Charlie, I hope you freaked out right now. I've been drinking. I'll tell you later. Hey, hey, hey. Let's do some fuckboy theater, okay? Let's get some fuckboys into our lives. They're probably already in your lives, but let's get a little more. This fuckboy, I'm going to read one long conversation. Honestly, this this con- I'll, I'll read the dates because they're they're important. You'll see why. But it's almost the one year anniversary of this conversation happening. So like that's like so cute, right? This guy, I'm not going to make it up. His name's Hector. That's his name. Cuz what else am I going to say? Vector? You're going to know it's Hector. I'm I'm going to, you know. I'm trying to be me lately, you know? So, okay, fuckboy theater, conversation between a lady, I don't actually know her name, and and Hector. Ready? <clears throat> okay. Just gotta settle. Sorry, one second. To be honest, I don't know why, but I randomly get horny for you. Crying laughing face emoji. That was a weird choice of emojis. You there? Hello? This was all sent on the same day, P.S. And then that same day, she replies. Why? It wasn't even that good, to be honest, from what I remember. Crying laughing face emoji. Sorry, I'm at work. (laughs) It was all right. 
Oh, now it was all right, motherfucker. Oh, now you say it was all right because you just said it was good. Okay, fuck you. LOL. You do suck dick the best, though. What makes it better than anyone else's? I'm hard just thinking about it. Damn, LOL. Crying emoji. Again, very interesting choice. I told you I gave it best. I miss it. LOL. Yeah. I want it again. Where do you work? And then he sends a photo of his penis under his underwear off to the side like he's trying to hide a flashlight and sneak it into TS to the airport or some shit. And I can't even tell how big the dick is because his hand's covering the hard on. And look, gentlemen, I love a good, well, don't, don't fucking send these to me, please. But I enjoy when I'm having sex with a person and I like them, I enjoy pictures of their hard penis under their underwear, but this one's terrible. First of well, his underwear is fruit of the loom. And you know, I can't, whatever, you do your thing. But you can't cover your heart on. Isn't that the point? Anyway, he sends this. These conversations are all taking place January 14th, 2019, by the way. At 7.08 a.m. What the fuck? So he sends a picture of his hard dick with his, with his hands covering most of it. And then a couple minutes later, he says, I want you bad. And then a couple minutes after that, he says, hello. And then 20 minutes later, he says, I'm horny. Crying emoji. LOL. Chill. I don't want to. Okay. Haha. Sit on my face. I'll pass. LOL. Like I said, I have a man. Oh. Damn. Sorry, bud. No worries. <sighs> fuck. I definitely want to fuck with you again. Hard pass. Why? Was I that bad in bed? Honestly, you were kind of selfish and I got nothing out of it. I was honestly just kind of nervous. And then that's January 14th on January 20th. 6.03 p.m. Trying to meet up later? And what? What do you mean, what? Meet up and what? Have you sit on my face, duh. Hmm, I don't know. Why not? I don't know if it's worth it. It'll be worth it, trust me. I'll make up for the last time. I don't know. I'm actually close to your house. Uh-oh. <laughs> I honestly miss how you sucked my cock so bad. And how you look naked, doggy. Like, fuck, I want to send you nudes. I'm getting horny just thinking about it. Smiley face emoji with the tongue out like I'm eating wings. You're crazy. About your mouth on my cock. Good one. OMG. Face palm, face palm emoji, face palm emoji, crying laughing face emoji, crying laughing face emoji. Tongue out emoji, sorry, not sorry. No one has done it better. Really? Actually, I don't know. Let me make sure and have you do it again, just to check. Oh, great plan, Stan. Shut up, crying laughing face emoji, crying laughing face emoji, crying laughing face emoji. Really? Actually, I don't know. What do you mean? Shut up. All you do is make me moan. Tongue out emoji, tongue out emoji, tongue out emoji. Um, I don't remember that. 
and scene. Thank you so much. Oh my god. No, thank you. I appreciate it. First fuck boy Friday of 2020. No, it's I'm an honor. It's an honor to perform for you all. It's an honor. Okay. All right. Here's why I'm I'm having a little beverage. I'm not drunk. I'm I am tipsy though, and it's fun. <sighs> all right, guys. Here's the deal. Here's the fucking deal. I am going. I'm I am. Ugh. I am queen of overpromising and underdelivering. It's not that's not a good model, okay? <laughs> but in an effort to improve myself, to learn about myself, and to perhaps have some interesting content, interesting podcasting, I don't know, I am going to do dry January or sober January or boring January as I call it or Feel Your Feelings January. Well, that's a good name for this episode. Feel Your Feelings January. I'm writing that down. You can wait. Hold on. Feel Your Feelings January. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go off alcohol completely for the month of January. I'm going to no, no more alcohol. And now just to give you an idea of how, well, how often do you drink, Christina? And when you do, how much? That's a great question, Sean. Okay, let me tell you. I drink often. I do. I drink often. I would say I drink mm, probably probably five out of seven days a week. I don't drink a lot. Some of those days, I only drink one drink. Honestly, most of those days, I'll just have one drink, maybe two. I think the most amount of alcohol, I very rarely get drunk. I get drunk on my birthday once a year. Um, and it's such a sight to see. And because uh, my stomach's so sensitive, so I barf very easily. And so I'm kind of... I want a little bit more clarity in my life. And the thi but the thing that I'm the thing that I'm like I feel like I'm overpromising and underdelivering to myself mostly is I'm going to not smoke weed for the whole month of January. I'm going to not smoke weed. You heard me. You heard it, folks. I'm not going to smoke weed. I'm not going to do it. Well, I'm going to try not to do it. I'm pretty sure I can get through this. But here's all the things that I'm terrified of during this month of January, feeling my feelings. Ugh. that's what I think about that but when I thought about the idea of doing it a dry January a sober January a boring January a feel your feelings January I was like I don't want to feel my feelings and then and then the other voice in my head was like Christina that's not healthy and that probably means you do have to feel your feelings and I'll, and the other voice was like god damn it mom do you hear those sirens we get it someone's injured oh my god Oh, I think those are fire trucks. How? Ugh. Does anybody else get horny when they hear a fire truck? Just me, huh? So I'm worried about that, and I'm worried about being bored. I'm very worried about being bored. I have a very severe fear of boredom, which I've discussed in previous episodes, has to do with the addiction to excitement I have, which has to do with not wanting to feel your feelings, which has to do with mommy yelling at me for things I didn't even do. And not understanding that I didn't do the thing. So I think this will be a good thing. It's not going to be bad. Here's the thing. I challenge you to do this with me. Seriously. Try it. Seriously. Hey, no, just stop laughing. No, I mean it. Just take a second to consider doing this. Because you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. This is, this is the thing that I was like, you know what? You need to do this. Because if anything, I'll be spending less money. I'll be intaking less sugar. I won't be hungover. I don't really, I don't get hungover that often, but I'm curious to see the difference in clarity that I have. I don't get weed hangovers. I've heard some people do. 
I've never really gotten a weed hangover, but I have gotten an alcohol hangover because I'm no angel. But I I feel like there's going to be a better sense of clarity and I'm going to write better. Write meaning comedy. I feel like I have a good feeling about 2020, you guys. Yo, I, yo. <laughs> I feel like, I know every year I'm like, this is my year. And then halfway through, I'm like, no, it's not. But this one, I have a very different feeling about. And the feeling is a very calm, this year's going to be one of the best years of your life. Feelings. And whenever I get that calm, hey, this is a thing that's probably going to happen. It does happen. So I'm going to take that as a yes, ma'am. And I'm going to start the first month of January, first month of this new decade, sober. Ugh, I'm going to be such a snooze. Or I won't. I, I have no idea. We'll see. But it'll make for fun podcasting and it'll make for fun. I'm going to learn some new skills. That's one of the things I want to do this month of January while I am not intaking any substances. Oh, it's going to suck. For a little bit, it's going to suck. I, I just know it is. I'm just going to be staring at the wall. But... I think it's going to teach me a good lesson because one of the things that I've um, that I've always gotten from setting goals that require me to be to to employ a sense of self-discipline, such as working out or losing weight or whatever the fuck, when I actually do it, my self-esteem shoots through the roof and maybe a little too much because I get fucking cocky, man. I'm like, oh, I fucking the, what was the, the last time I stopped drinking? It was when I was like, oh, I'm addicted to Adderall. Maybe I should like chill on the substances. And I think I went two weeks without drinking and I was like, I'm a hero. Hi, hi, hello, I'm Christina. I'm a hero, I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking, thank you. And if you are a sober person or if you know any people who are sober like permanently, that's all they goddamn talk about. If you're sober, that's all you fucking talk about is being sober. I know, because I was one of you for two weeks and now I'm about to be one of you again for like one month. You do feel a little bit better than people. I gotta be honest. It's like when you're in a relationship versus when you're single. You kind when you're in a relationship, you kind of feel better than everybody else who's single. I I'll say it. Yeah, a little bit. There's a little bit. There's a little bit. No matter how much you want to deny, unless your relationship is absolute shit, in which case get out, girl. You deserve better. But a little bit is like I'm better than you because you're alone, right? I'm not wrong because, hey, I thought it when I was in a relationship. Oh, you can't you can't hold something down for seven years. Oh, it's cute. And then they sue you. So it's like, what did I even think? Like, did I, was this even a relationship for all that time? But I, I when I was sober for two weeks, boy, I felt better than everybody else except my fellow sober people. And I was like, guys, we're in this like elite club. Huh? And then all the people were drinking. I was like, well, it's so sad for you that you have to like drink alcohol to like forget yourself <laughs> i'm such an asshole <laughs> the grass is always greener and boy am i a petty bitch but those are the things that i thought when i was sober for two weeks so i can't imagine the power trip i'm about to embark on <laughs> and i complain man i complain oh boy i complain about everything i love complaining and so you're probably gonna hear a lot of complaining from me but I'm excited. I think it's going to be really good. I think it's going to be very good for me. I think it's, I used to treat, I remember a day, back in the day, when I was a little girl, when I would treat drinking alcohol and consuming marijuana as a treat, 
I would, it would be a treat for me. Not something I do every day. It would be like a weekend thing. You know, it's like, oh, I'm looking forward to the weekend. Oh, I'm gonna get lit. Like, and, and man, you remember the first couple times you got drunk and you were like, I'm a free person. Like you just felt this sense of rebellion and excitement and the intoxication, the literal intoxication was just so fun. And then the weekends became weekdays. And then the weekdays became every day. And then you're like, yo, I think I gotta stop for a second. So I'm excited. I'm The other hope that I have is that come February, uh, when I do smoke that blunt on midnight February 1st, oh boy, oh boy, oh, it's gonna be good, that I'm gonna get higher than I've ever gotten in my life because I took a break. Yo, I was talking to my one friend who smokes weed during the day and during the evening. And he was like, I stopped smoking weed during the day because I was visiting my grandma. <laughs> So I would only smoke it at night when she went to bed. And holy shit, the clarity, the sense of clarity that came over me. I'm like, God damn, really? I'm about to be so clear, clarity-fied, clear, clear. I'm about to be so clear. Not right now, though. I'm enjoying my last day. And I'm spending New Year's Eve with my nephew and my parents. Um, but I'm like, that's, I'm gonna drive down to the Jersey Shore and hang out with my nephew. My parents live in Ocean City, New Jersey. It's a great fucking town. Dry town, very appropriate to spend your first day of the new year in a dry town, Christina. Thank you. That's one of the reasons why I planned it. And I feel like bringing in the new year with a child, you know, kids ain't drinking. He's four and a half. And if you're four and a half and you're drinking, oh boy, oh boy. What are you, you going to do when you're 10? What are you going to do when you're 12? Just fucking put the, put the drink down, Tyler. Not me, though. This is my last night of drinking. Um, so, yeah, those, those are the things I'm looking forward to. And I'm also looking forward, honestly, to complaining and feeling better than people. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's a false sense of betterment, but whatever. You take what you can get. But let me tell you something, everybody listening to this. 2020 is going to be our year. 2020 is going to it's going to be the shit. It's gonna be the shit. We're gonna do great. We're gonna achieve our goals. And if you wanna be sober with me during the month of January, fucking I highly encourage you to join me. Join me, friends. Just fucking do it. Because again, like I said, you have zero to lose. Oh, boo-hoo, you saved money and you didn't get fucked up? Oh, darn it. Oh, man. Oh, you didn't yell at your girlfriend in the middle of the night while she was sleeping? Because you thought... That she pissed the bed, but really you pissed the bed? Oh, you're gonna miss that? No, you're not gonna miss that. Well, you forgot to let your dog out because he was wasted and he poo-pooed on your floor. <laughs> he did a little poo-poo. You're not gonna miss that. You don't, you're not gonna lose out on that. I'm, um, I have a list of skills, like I said, over-promise, under-deliver to myself. One of the ways in which I do that is, I was like, man, I'm gonna be sober this January and it's gonna be the fucking shit and I'm gonna learn all these new skills and I have a list of skills that I wanna learn. And at the top of that list is drumming. I wanna, I wanna be a drummer. I say, okay, this is where I'm at in my life right now. I'll see something, like an activity that I don't do, like a hobby, like a, th like a skill, whatever. I'll see like a video of somebody doing it. And I'm like, they look so cool. I want to learn that skill. So that's what fuels me. I just want to look and feel cool. But there's a lot of children on YouTube who can do, who can play the drum part 
to it smells like teen spirit and god damn it after watching eight seven-year-olds nail the drum portion of smells like teen spirit you're like i gotta i there's i gotta be able to do that so i'm gonna get a i'm gonna get drumsticks and i'm gonna get a bucket <laughs> i'm gonna get one of those white buckets from the hardware store that's where i'm gonna practice on first and then i'm gonna get a practice pad like a proper one and then i feel like it's possible at the end of january 2020 your girl gonna buy a drum set because i'm what you call new money okay unsinkable molly brown i'm new money I spend my money on stupid shit. But you know what? It's not stupid to me, and that's what counts. It's stupid to my accountant. It's stupid to my mom. It's stupid to a lot of people who watch me purchase things. But it's not stupid to me. And that's what matters. Cut to me in debt. You know, we'll figure it out. But you got to feel those feelings, man. You got to feel your feelings. And for me, one of the thing, one of the ways in which I'm going to force myself to feel my feelings is to not ingest substances for 31 whole goddamn days. And hey, anything worth doing ain't exactly happy and fun and rainbows and unicorns all the goddamn time. I put little sticky notes on the mirror downstairs for me because I was like, girl, you're going to have a really tough time doing this. <laughs> it's not going to be easy for you. In fact, it's going to suck and you're just going to yell at yourself a lot so i put all these sticky notes i write myself i write myself motivational notes it's like the equivalent of a suburban mom having like inspirational quotes on pieces of dry wood all throughout her home or on magnets and it's like life is just you know you can do it shit like that so i wrote all these notes to myself on my mirror and like you can do this girl hey one day at a time yo you got to be present every second and that's all right <laughs> Uh. okay i'm staring at a christmas card every year i'm assuming corinne gets these too but i get a christmas card from hustler magazine every year <laughs> this, the last year i forget what the fuck card it was but it was so inappropriate and like i said like i've had conversations about this with you guys before of like as a comedian i get offended by jokes sometimes and that's okay but when I get offended by them, I go, oh, why was I offended? Like, let's analyze this, blah, blah, blah. And then I move on. It's fine. You don't got to throw a hissy fit about it. But, I mean, this card, wow. Wow, 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 wow. It's just, it's not great. It's not great. And I'll share it with you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm offended by it, but I'm not angry. I think that's the difference between me and, and normals. And when I say normals, I mean non-comedians. You are normal. Congratulations. You got a 401k, you do spreadsheets, good for you. So this, this, this card, the front of this card is a white man in a sweater with a buttoned up collared shirt and a tie underneath the sweater. And it's a, car, it's a cartoon. And he's like, it looks like he's yelling and he's holding a gun up into the sky. The gun is pointed up into the sky and he looks very flustered. And there's a word bubble. And the word bubble at the front of this card reads... I just shot Donald Trump on Fifth Avenue and no one arrested me. Because he like said, Donald Trump said something in a speech, some fucking, fucking, oh God, I hate him. Anyway, he made a reference to this. Like somebody could, I could shoot somebody and no one would care. And then you open the card and it's a cartoon again. And it's all these people on the streets of New York City. Of course, there's a lady with big boobies. Actually, every lady in this picture has big, big old boobies. And there's a child in the picture. That's appropriate. And uh, 
and it's the streets of New York and there's a giant word bubble over everybody with little pointers coming out of everybody's mouth to one collective word bubble that says Merry Christmas. And the man that was at the front of this card, the blonde, white, old man holding the gun, he's still holding the gun up to the sky. And instead of like looking like he's yelling, he just has a nice little smile on his face. And then in the middle of the street is uh, Donald Trump with he's laying down in the street in a puddle of his own blood with his tongue hanging out of his mouth and two bullet wounds in his chest. <laughs> and then it says, from all of us at Hustler, <laughs> Merry Christmas. I'm like, yo, yo, dude, I like, I get, like, I get, I guess I get the joke you were trying to say, like, but that's not, it's not funny, man. Like, I don't know. It's his, it was a weird card. And I'm like, God, every year, Hustler Magazine just really, they stumped me. They, 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 they put me at a loss for words uh, with their Christmas cards. And I couldn't think they could get more fucked up. But this one of a dead Donald Trump lying down on the streets with his tongue out in a pile of his own blood with all these people of New York City like laughing and smiling and saying, Merry Christmas from all of us at Hustler. I just, it's, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. And it's like, look, it's not like people got really pissed off at Kathy Griffin when she took the photo of um, a replica of Donald Trump's head covered in fake blood. Obviously, it's not fucking Donald Trump's head. And uh, everyone's like, you should have... <laughs> And then fucking Eric Trump, what an ugly, look, I don't usually comment on people's looks, but if you're a piece of shit and you're ugly, you deserve it, you ugly fucking fuck. Oh, that kid, that guy looks like, that guy, I don't even know, he looks like he ate a tree. He looks like he ate a tree with those teeth. But uh, I remember he was tweeting out like, this is so fucking fucked up. And then his dad says all this shit. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's it's feeding into everyone's rage in just the non, the most non-helpful way. And I don't bring up this holiday card to piss you off. That's certainly not my goal. I just think it's kind of funny how people deal with shit. You know, especially Hustler Magazine. We were in the Hustler Magazine has covered Corinne and I for a while. And it's like, you know, hey, any press we can get <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> you want to know what I, oh God, you want to know what I did two nights ago, guys? This is so sad. Well, it was two mornings ago, technically. I Sometimes when I drink whiskey, for whatever reason, it's hard for me to go to sleep. And if I do go to sleep, it's hard for me to stay asleep. And this particular night, I, I had more whiskey than I normally would. I think I had three whiskey on the rocks, which is a lot for me. And I was kind of drunk, but I was, you know, I was hanging out with my friends. And then I went home and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. This is great. I go home. I take off all my little clothes. I hop into bed. And then I just stare at the ceiling and then three hours later, I'm still staring at the ceiling and I'm like, I think it's time to change the scenery a little bit, Christina. I don't think you're going to go to bed. And whenever that happens to me, I try to not get annoyed or frustrated that I can't sleep because according to like all these sleep meditations that I do, it's like the number one thing is like definitely not going to get you to sleep. So I'm like, all right, girl, you can't sleep tonight. It's cool. It's cool. Let's, uh, what would make you happy, Christina? I don't know. Smoking weed and cleaning the house. Okay, do that. Do that. Oh, girl. And I smoked weed and listened to this audiobook and I cleaned I, I did some tidying up in my apartment. And I, you know, I did all the things that 
I wouldn't have done like on a normal day of cleaning. I love cleaning. It's one of my favorite things. But I like organized shelves and closets that I had not ever organized before. Like in months I hadn't organized them. I was just like kind of throw shit in there. And so then my middle closet in my hallway, I had a, I had a couple buckets of paint on the top shelf. And then in that closet, there's no clothes hanging in it, but there's like my suitcases, my travel stuff, and then all these clothes I want to donate. It was just the closet was a fucking mess. And I'm like, you know what? This is the, this is the morning that you fucking figure out this closet. And I was high and I was like, all right, yeah. And so I was trying to take the things out of the floor of the closet. And all of a sudden, a giant bucket of paint falls on my fucking skull. And let me tell you something. I'm a bit, I'm a little bitch when I'm by myself. Because I don't need to, I, I don't feel the need to act cooler. When I'm alone and I injure myself, it's not cute. It's not cute. It's actually kind of sad. Because I, I overreact, if you haven't caught on to that by now. I overreact to a lot of things. And uh, and a giant bucket of paint fell on my head. It did. It fell on my head. And you want to know what my first sound out of my mouth was? Here, I'll do an impression. Let me see. Let me take a sip first. Hold on. Cheers. First sound out of my mouth was, oh, it, was like, it was like one of those four-year-olds. You know when a four-year-old or a child falls and they don't they don't know what to how to react but then if you're around them and you go you make like a concerned face and you're like oh my god are you then you and you see it wash over them all of a sudden they're like ha, ha, ha. wait what and then they just start screaming the first sound out of my mouth when this bucket of paint fell on my head at four in the morning when i'm high listening to a self-help audiobook was <laughs> Oh shit, I see a, oh wait, this is not that. I see a roach. Oh, I hate it. Where's my raid? Sorry, one second, I'll get back to you. One second. Fucking die, bitch. Oh, gross. Piece of shit. Ew. Oh, fucking hate you. Oh. Oh. Okay, sorry guys. Of course I look over and there's a goddamn roach. Anyway, you wanna know what that sound was out of my mouth? The first sound after that bucket of paint fell on my head? at 4.30 in the morning or whatever the fuck. It was this. It was... It was kind of like that. I'm, that's, that's... Who's got a boner? And I just sat there and I cried. I cried and I cried. Because I was tired, but I couldn't sleep. And I had too much whiskey and I just didn't like that. I just didn't, like, I didn't feel great. I didn't feel good and 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 i was listening to this self-help book and they were hitting a point that i was like oh fuck you that's too true and i don't like it and then a bucket of fucking paint a can of paint fell on my fucking head and then it fell right on the top of my skull okay and then i was just out loud to myself i was like that really hurt ow that hurt so bad and i'm just bitching about it alone <laughs> Man, if you ever have the opportunity to live by yourself, highly suggest it because you could say whatever the fuck you want and no one's there to judge you <laughs> unless you repeat it on a podcast and then in which case everyone's like, is she okay? But uh, yeah, I just, it was so sad and I wasn't like, usually when I bump into something or I hurt myself or whatever, I laugh about it, but this was not funny because it hurt, it hurt really bad. And then I was like rubbing my head, like my mom always told me when I like, stubbed my toe or hit my knee the first thing she would always say is rub it rub it rub it and that would always piss me the fuck off 
I don't know why. That would piss me off so much because when I was little and I would get hurt, my first reaction was anger. Like if I bumped my knee on a coffee table, I'd be like, fuck you, table. Like I was, I was kind of angry at the table. It's weird. But one of the voices in my head, the second that can of paint fell in my head, I was like, rub it, rub it, rub it. And the other voice was like, oh, shut the fuck up. Uh, and then I just, like I, I was like holding my head, rocking back and forth, going, oh my God, a can of paint just fell on my head. And then um, as I was like rubbing my head, um, I took my hand away and there was blood everywhere. And I was like, oh, God damn it. And then I got scared. Because I feel too bad for myself most of the time. I get victim-y, man. Boy, do I play the victim with myself. Ugh. And that's one of my goals of 2020 is to like not victimize myself to myself, right? And I feel like being sober, maybe it'll like, uh, you know, give that center stage like an opportunity to like happen. I don't know. But but I was just like, oh my God, my skull's bleeding. Uh, and I just, it was just a mess. And that's when I was like, you know what? My cousin had texted me the day before about doing sober January, and I was like, nah, dog, I'm good. But then after that bucket of paint fell on my head, I'm like, you know what? I feel like this would be like really good for me. I feel like it would be like really good for me. So we'll see. How was your Christmas or your Hanukkah or your Kwanzaa or your whatever? I don't care. I'm not, I don't mean to disrespect whatever holiday you celebrate, but you're not here to tell me it, and I'm not here to hear it in real time. So whatever the fuck you celebrated, I hope it was really nice. I hope it was nice. You know, every year for me, fucking that trauma shit gets brought up again and again and again and again. But this pa- the past Christmas, not the one we just had, but the one before that was my most relaxing Christmas of my life ever. And that's because I was, it was just me and my brother, <laughs> my nephew. <laughs> and I realized that a lot of, most Christmases, the past, I, I would venture to say 10 years. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. The last 10 Christmases, aside from the a year ago where my parents weren't there, I I get so triggered by my mom doing this, the tiniest little things. It digs under my skin. She has a way of digging under my skin. And, and, and the first 10 years of my life of never being mad over the things she did, I just start getting mad and I'm not nice, not nice. And I remember like all these, so many Christmases, I've said to myself, much like when the bucket of paint falls on my head. I'm like, just mom ruins Christmas every year. It's not that she ruins Christmas every year, okay? She just gets upset and she overreacts to something and then I lose my shit to her overreacting. It's such a fun, it's such a fun domino effect. It's not that fun. But this year, you know, I forgot. I guess I forgot that I get upset on Christmas. Like I get triggered. I get fucking psychologically triggered. I get triggered. And I have a very small family, very tiny family. Well, actually it's not tiny according to 23 and me, but whatever the fuck. The ones that I know, very tiny. And and my mom, she had a year, a rule a couple years ago about don't talk about politics in the house. And honestly, great rule, not a bad rule. Because, you know, when you have a bleeding heart liberal in your family, me, and then a fucking Fox News watching anyone but Hillary locker up people in your family, it's not, you know, maybe just talk about something else, right? Because I'm all for having, you know, political discourse that is civil. I think that's a beautiful thing. But 
in previous years, it, it I proved to myself that maybe I'm not capable of having civil political discourse at this point in my life, and that's something I want to work on, right? So my mom had a, a rule long, long, long time ago about don't talk about politics in the house, right? And it was I was when she implemented it, I was like, you know what, good rule, good rule. And then I forgot about the rule. And then this year, I was having a conversation with a member of my family who is, I wouldn't say like a, he's not a locker up guy, but you know, a Republican who who voted for Trump and likes Trump still, which I mean that, okay, okay, okay. And I kind of, we were in the kitchen and I was cooking eggs and, um, and I was cooking eggs for my parents. They were in the back room putting together um, this big Christmas gift that um, this photo album I didn't know that at the time, but they were putting together these photo albums because it was Christmas Eve when this happened. And we started talking about politics. And I was like, you know what, Christina? This is a teachable moment. This is a teachable moment. Let's see. Let's see if we can have a civil discussion about politics. Now, look, you know, girl, and this is me talking to myself. You know that he's going to come at you with some bullshit, right? Don't get mad. Try not to get mad. Try not to get mad. Try to say, oh, that's interesting. Like, try to just see if you can have a conversation, not with the goal of changing his mind, but with the goal of just having a civil conversation while also sticking to your own morals and values. Let's see if you can do this. You know, it's just an experiment. And we, we'll be getting to have this conversation. And then he, and then he, and then he gets into, the, you know, the global warming being a hoax and i was like all right all right all right word yeah yeah that's what you think you think okay yeah so have you looked and and i, and I, I was like don't get an attitude girl don't get an attitude don't get an attitude right now because that's what feeds the monster and then his monster will feed my monster and before you know it, we set each other on fire and it's not cute so we were having this discussion it got a little heated and i was like girl nah calm down and then we started talking about something else i changed the subject Good move, Christina. And I was talking about how, you know, now that I've, you know, I've been living in New York City for a while and the, the taxes are really high and I've been making money for the first time in my life and I have to pay a lot of money in taxes. And I was telling my family member, I was like, you know, I know it's kind of fucked up that this is what makes me want to be politically active in my municipality, in my neighborhood, but I kind of want to be on the school board because I didn't realize that you didn't have to have a kid going to the local public school in your area. You are entitled to be on the school board or to, to try to be on the school board and you can vote for issues. You can attend the board meetings because you're paying taxes to that school district. And 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 then he that calmed him down. He was like, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And I was like, look, look at us seeing eye to eye. And then in the middle of this pretty civil conversation, my mom at the other end of the house was like, stop talking about politics. And then the person I was talking to, who's a hothead like me, uh, and who butts up against my mom, was like, go back in your room. We'll talk about what we want. And I was like, oh, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. And here we go. Cue the fight. And then, boom, screaming. Screaming happened. And there was crying. I didn't cry, which I'm honestly kind of shocked I didn't. But I just got, the second my mom started crying, <laughs> I feel so bad about this, but whatever. I just got mad. I got so fucking angry. And I'm like, mom, we can talk about whatever the fuck we want. It's a free country. And it's just, it got messy. And so I realized how easily triggered I still am <laughs> with my family shit. And how every year for Christmas, I kind of get really pissed off. And my brother came later that afternoon as, as everyone was crying. And then literally... Every, people were crying and then everyone just went into their rooms and it was just me in this 
lovely four bedroom home on the beach that my parents own now and i co-own thank you but this home that was the other thing because my mom was like don't talk about politics in my house you know what i should have said you know what i fucking should have said oh your house huh well technically it's half of mine <laughs> how glad am i that i didn't say that though oh i wouldn't be going there for new year's if i did uh i'm glad i kept my cool on that well I, I didn't think of that retort though until like 20 minutes later don't you hate that but everyone was upset and they, lo they locked themselves in the room they went into their bedrooms and they closed their door and it was just me and i was like you know what this is kind of funny <laughs> and it took me out of the the triggered part of that trauma whatever the fuck it is i experienced the whirlwind in my head when my mom starts to get upset over something that i deem you shouldn't get upset over and then I was, I talked to one of my comedy friends on the phone, not somebody I talked to often. And he was like, oh yeah, how dare your mom, like I was telling her my mom got really upset because of the politics rule. And he's like, oh yeah, how dare your mom react like she's been reacting her whole life. And I was like, fuck you, but also like really good point. Every time she does the same reaction, I act like it's the first ever time she's ever done that. And that's not wise. You know what I mean? God, there were so many other things I wanted to talk about. But we're going to have to save them for when I'm sober. I'm not drunk, but uh, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. One of the things, oh, here's a tip. Here's a tip that I forgot to tell you if you're going to do sober, dry January. Feel your feelings January. Feel your feelings January, baby. If you're going to do this with me, and I highly encourage you to. Again, you have nothing to lose. In order to make this more tolerable, do first of all see if you can recruit some friends to do it with you okay and then set up at least i'm gonna go out on a limb here and say two times a week two times per week pre-plan these things you know how earlier i was like take like in earlier episodes i was like take yourself on a date you fucking deserve it take yourself out on a date go to the movies buy your fucking self go to dinner buy your fucking self bring a book shut the fuck up and enjoy yourself right i still stand behind all that but if you're gonna do feel your feelings january Try to see if a friend will do it with you because I have, I've convinced some comedian friends to do it with me. And it's just more fun that way, duh. And also, I two days a week, plan a fun thing. Plan something fun that you would look forward to. An activity, if you will. Plan a sober-ass activity that you can look forward to, okay? Having your sober friends over for a game night, board games, um, fucking Cards Against Humanity, fucking monopoly fucking kerplunk remember that one you're welcome go buy it online they sell it on amazon just bought it don't worry and and then like so have things to look forward to because if you have an addiction to excitement like i have being sober is really gonna fuck that up it's gonna finger your addiction to excitement until you're almost gonna come and then it's gonna pull away and never talk to you again and it's not it's not gonna be fun so schedule things in advance for yourself schedule friend dates go to go to the movies go to the movies with friends go to the movies by yourself i happen to live in one of the greatest cities in the goddamn world new york city and there's so many things to do there are museums the other day i did not do this sober however i i'm going to go back sans substances sans a 50 milligram weed edible um, in this month because uh, I didn't get to see the butterfly exhibit but I went with my friend Aya and her boyfriend and her the cutest little girl I've ever seen in my whole life that I've ever met her, her daughter Izzy and we went to the Museum of Natural History she invited me along with them and fucking I took an edible and boy it was fun but man 
that's so but i i didn't get we didn't get i didn't get to the butterfly exhibit with them because i had to go do shows but i'm like i'm gonna come back here during feel your feelings january by myself sober as a gopher and i'm gonna go to this butterfly room but the museum of natural history is one of the most incredible museums i've ever had the fortune to be inside of and it sounds so sexual that's fun and there was a movie that we all went to see it was like a 45 minute presentation on on the ocean and there's all these crazy facts about fish and ocean life that i had no idea and as i was stoned off my fucking ball sack on this edible watching this movie i was so blown away i was writing down these facts i was like my first thought is like i gotta tell people who listen to the voices in our heads about all these fun facts i'm learning and here we go here's some fun facts i learned about wildlife okay in, in the ocean ready ready there's a fucking fish called a tusk fish okay and it's not the only type of fish that does this it's one of the few species of fish that does this but they use tools to get their food tools tools like a frying pan a tool like a hammer a fish will take a fucking clam drag it to its den or its little kitchen thing it's little fucking thing it's a little area and in the movie in the documentary in the whatever you want to call it in this museum movie it looked like a little house that this fish had dragged this clam all the way over and smacked the clam against a thing of coral repeatedly to open it and i was like yo that is mad impressive i was like i didn't know fish use tools shit octopuses you want to talk about fucking an octopus very smart people or octopus they look like aliens but they're and they're because then they're very smart their brains are huge an octopus will if it senses a predator will gather seashells on the floor of the ocean and stick them on its body and then sit really still just as the goddamn shark comes over and the shark's like nothing to see here i guess what the fuck dude sea life is filled with geniuses and i know it's like wow they like hid but i think that i thought that was so impressive it could have been the edible speaking but oh man and then they talked about otters and otters be holding their hand holding each other's hands man and they make things called rafts and it's just a group of otters holding each other's hands sleeping and there's this thing called cuteness aggression and oh my god i was biting my lower lip off it was the cutest thing i've ever seen and it made me angry. Cuteness aggression is a thing. I did this show, this internet series for Business Insider where we debunked certain science myths and we did an episode on cuteness aggression. And this show was hosted by me, a comedian, and this woman, Danny Washington, who's like a, a smart person. She's a scientist. She's a marine biologist. She like does smart shit. Business Insider was like, well, okay, we need, we need one smart lady and one lady that's kind of dumb and goes, ha ha, and makes funny jokes. And I was like, hey, I'm your girl. And... um and we did an episode on cuteness aggression and they showed me videos of kittens and they, and I, oh my, I wanted to punch a fucking wall. I wanted to punch a wall. You ever see a baby so cute that you want to throw a brick at a bird or something? You know, it's like, I don't want to actually hurt anything, but I get angry at how adorable and the overload, the sensory overload I experienced from cuteness. Oh my God, you know, tuna swims up to 40 miles an hour. I bet you didn't know that unless you're a marine biologist. And you're like, bitch, you're really fucking up these facts. No, these are real facts. And I looked them up on the internet before I read them. 
because I'm mad responsible. And I just wanted to make sure I was writing them down right. There's this one fish called the barrel eye fish who lives in the depths of the ocean so deep that sunlight does not get to it. This fucking fish has a transparent head. The entire head of this fish is clear so that this fish can see left to right and in front of them, but then it can also just look up and see through its goddamn skull. What the fuck? God damn. If God is real, she's doing some cool shit. Okay, so yeah, this is just some of the facts that I learned. Um, and also, um, I hope you have a great, I hope you have a great year. Hope you have a great 2020. I kind of have a feeling that um, 2020 is going to be a very good year for you and you and you and you and me. Okay. If you want to participate and feel your feelings January, all you have to do is give yourself permission. Shit. Oh, it was really beautiful, huh? And one last thing I wanted to say is that I, I've got a lot of really exciting things planned for, for the voices in our heads. First of all, thank you for being here and listening. And thank you to anybody who donated to my aunt's GoFundMe. I fucking really appreciate that. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. She's like texts me every day with pictures of this horse and how he's healing and it's exciting. And I'm glad that she can rest at night knowing that she can afford to take to save him and not have him put down. So I really appreciate that. Seriously. Um, one of the things that I'm going to do this coming year for the voices in our heads. And I mean, for me personally, but I'm like, oh, this will be a really cool like mini series of the podcast. Uh, I am doing uh, I've always wanted to go on a solo vacation and I don't have any kids. I don't have any pets. I'm not dating anybody. So this is the perfect time. And I'm like happy. I don't hate myself. So I had to get out of that phase for a while. So I'm like, oh, now that I don't hate myself, let's go on a trip. And one place I've always wanted to go my entire life was Ireland. And and I'm going. I'm either going to go in April or May or March, one of those months. I'm going to buy my tickets pretty soon. But I'm going to go for seven to ten days. I'm not quite sure yet. By next week, I'll have more, you know set in stone timeline but one of the things i wanted to do is i know some comedians have house shows at people's houses and uh i kind of wanted to do that not a show not stand up necessarily but i thought it'd be really cool if you wanted to like donate your living room and invite friends over to have like a podcast recording but do multiple like do a couple all over the country of ireland i'm so excited i'm very oh god i'm so excited i fucking love everything about Ireland how anyway what I perceive Ireland to be um and everything I've researched so far and the people that I know who are from there I've just I love them and I love the sense of humor that Irish people have and so I'm really excited but um if you are in Ireland and you're going to be there during those months I'll get exact dates soon and I'll tell you but email me the voices in our heads podcast at gmail.com if you'd be interested in I don't know having like a house show that's a live podcast recording and then we can we can i just want to interview you just want to interview a bunch of people got interesting stories email me um i hope i hope i hope you're okay but even if you don't think you're okay trust me when i say you're okay everything will be fine 2020 is going to be our year buddies okay 2020 we're gonna fuck shit up we're gonna fucking ask for that raise we're gonna feel our feelings we're going to do things that we're proud of and we're going to put good fucking creative work into this world and we're going to feel really good about the job we do every goddamn day and when we go to bed, we're going to be proud of ourselves, okay? Who's with me? I love you and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.